Welcome to the club. My name is Eldar Basic, and you are listening to Eldar Talks Games. This is a brand new review segment called Reviewed It, where I will sit down and review it. A video game. Today's is Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure. Uh, written by Colin Moriarty and developed by Lilymo Games. Published by East Asia Soft. East Asia Soft. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's review it. Okay, so how did I come into knowing what Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols Adventure was? Well, I've been a fan of Colin Moriarty's, uh, ex-editor at IGN uh, PlayStation, for quite some time now. I think ever since I was maybe 16, 17 years old, and I'm 29 now. So I guess it would be reprehensible for me to say that I have, you know, been a huge fan of his for over 10 years and stuff. But it wasn't until last year when I went down to Sony, when I, no, when I went down to Santa Monica, and actually uh, met Colin while, whenever uh, we talked about my upcoming book, Echoes of the Holograph. We had a lovely conversation uh, in his apartment about the book and about my process. And uh, he was doing, he was doing basically this interview show with uh, creatives and just kind of regular everyday people on uh, Colin's last stand. And I, w- I was lucky enough to be I think like the third to last episode slash guest before that uh before that was taken off the air so anyway found out about twin breaker sacred symbols adventure because a few months after that he decided he would you know get into game design so what happened is i pre-ordered it and about a month or two later it arrived on my doorstep in a very pretty box very very blue very orange um it just kind of really great presentation overall inside was a uh cd for the game soundtrack the uh, collectible uh, certificate card, the game itself, and uh, some other you know little stuff. I think the, like a sticker or two. Or any anyway, anyway. So, so it, it took me a little while to kind of decide what I wanted to do with the game. Did I want to keep it sealed? And it wasn't until one fateful night a couple weeks back that I kind of just decided to, to hell with them and then I'm gonna open it up, which might have been a bad clue because if my friend uh, my friend Chad on uh, on YouTube Tesla Chad check him out. Uh, provided me with any insight it was that i should have just bought it digitally and just kept it sealed but anyway it's fine so i opened it up i have the game there's no more physical copies being made so i guess it's a rarity in and of itself and i guess it's not as rare because i opened the seal but hey what are you gonna do right don't be nerds anyway so i started playing twin breaker sacred symbols adventure the very first thing that i noticed about the game that caught my eye was the damn music oh my god Dude, the music is so addicting. It's so good. Like I can literally recount it weeks later. Like um, I, I definitely gotta give it. It just it does this thing. It also like in the in the selector in the option selector you can choose the music for each individual level. And once you kind of start figuring out the names for each individual uh, song, you can kind of know which ones are your favorites. I have my personal favorites. We don't really need to go over that right now. But anyway, the music is very catchy. It's very like 16-bit generation-y, but also it has its own weirdness. It has its very, it has its kind of like, I don't know, like 16-bit vampiric Dracula in like a like a neo castle sort of feeling. It's it's very flavorful. Like it, it has its own personality. Like 
It, I guess it would have been very easy to throw some chiptune on this and call it a day, but it really has its own flavor, and I, I, I think it's I think it's definitely really cool and something that everybody should maybe give a, at least a listen to the music. But now the gameplay, right? So basically, yeah, it's, it's called Twin Breaker, um, titularly named, I'm assuming, after the you know main podcast hosts, uh, Chris Reagan and Colin Moriarty. And they each control this little, I guess, spaceship breaker thingy. Um, in the first, I think, 20 levels, it can... Uh, so I think it's 10 levels with two of the uh, two of the little spaceships, and then there's four later on, and you have to control all of them. And it gets so much harder at that point. But anyway, so Twin Breaker is, uh, you know, it's a brick-breaking game. Kind of like Shatter, if you guys played that um, back on PS3. I think that's one of Colin's favorite older games, and I think he probably drew a little bit of inspiration into making Twin Breaker, you know, from Shatter, which is cool because that was a great game with great music, and this is a great game with great music. Um, a lot of... I, I, I noticed that Colin... So I'll bring him up because, you know, he's obviously kind of like the lead on this. He was, you know, he's the game's writer and kind of like the foreman for this development push that he's doing. But for the most part, this is Colin's project. So I'm going to refer to it as such. I don't really see Chris Reagan talking about it so much. The art is really great, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. The art itself is, I don't know, it's kind of teetering this edge of like 16-bit cell shading. It's very interesting because the colors, they, they certainly pop and... And the bosses have this really interesting effect to them where they have these individual moving pieces and it's very, very cool and fresh and nostalgic and kind of like the music, like it's taking on this, this sort of like fidelity in and of itself, which I'm, which I really liked. And so, you know, so visually and, and audibly the, the game, it really presents quite well. After that, uh, I guess I want to talk about the gameplay. There's this slight lag that happens whenever you want to move the individual uh, spaceships, which are called Greetings and Salutations, which is Colin's calling card for the podcast. And there's, a, there's like I said, there's a little bit of a lag, right? And it, it's a little bit noticeable because I guess it's not very one-to-one, and that might be that might be very intentional, for all I know. And it certainly ups the difficulty factor. And the more I talk about it, the more I've thought about it over the past couple days, the more I don't know if it's really something negative. Because surely, like, this game is programmed and developed, you know, very, with with a certain level of grace and, and um, I guess, prompt, right? So, like, the fact that they wouldn't consider it very desirable in office to give it that little bit of a lag seems a little bit, I don't know, I don't, I wouldn't really buy that. Like, I'm pretty sure it's... It's intentional, is, I guess, is the long and short of what I'm trying to say, right? So. And we're back. Uh, so another thing that I kind of wanted to start talking about was the uh, trophy system. Or, well, I guess not the trophy system. The actual trophies in the game are pretty damn good. So Colin Moriarty um, is a fairly avid trophy hunter. So I... Going into this game, I kind of had pretty big expectations for, you know, the kind of trophies that he would make. Um, well, I guess design, and it really didn't disappoint because the trophy list from A to Z pretty much had you experiencing and and truly mastering every aspect of the game, from the ranking system to the life system to even. I, I suppose getting a feel and kind of a hang of all of the different power-ups and depower-ups like scarabs and um, lives and speed increases, speed decreases, 
and like if you're I, I feel like one thing that should be mentioned when 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 talking about twin breaker is how the trophy system is actually a component of the game itself it's actually a really interesting canonized tutorial because if you follow the trophy guide and if you're actively trying to go for like a majority of the trophies or even the platinum you're gonna you're gonna experience a lot of the game like i would say 90 to 95 percent of the game Right? There's even a trophy called I Get Around, which is leaving no stone unturned, which is literally experiencing every bit of the game. And I just think that's really cool. The only, I guess, I don't really know if I had a hiccup with this game. I, I, I really do consider, even though I'm a fan of Colin Moriarty's, I really do consider this game one of the, uh, one of the AD greats. I feel like if... If you had a different subtext for the story, it might be a little better. It might fit because the gameplay itself is great. I personally think, like on an arcade level, and I think the story is actually really interesting. I just feel like maybe the story, maybe it would have fit in a more seriously toned game, I suppose. And even though it's not a criticism, I think what a lot of reviewers do that I'm gonna try to completely avoid is trying to. I don't want to dock anything off of a game just because it didn't have something, right? Like a recent IGN reviewer docked off points, or it was either IG, I think it was IGN, docked off points, uh, like literal points for in, in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles because the game didn't have a skill tree. Well, it's a remaster. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, I guess my mission statement here is for every game that I personally review, I don't want, I don't want to game design it. I'm not. I'm not the game designer. I, I played the game. I'm gonna. I'm gonna review it based on how it is. I'm not gonna dock off points because it's missing something. But I will say, if a game is better for my suggestion, then I will leave that up to audience interpretation. My suggestion, I guess, would be if to for a game that is a podcast game or a game that's you know it has the name of the podcast in the subtitle, you would think voice acting would be part of the game it's 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 a little strange to me that like i i mean obviously when i'm reading the dialogue and like the story text i'm, I'm listening to colin moriarty and chris reagan you know in their voices in my head but i feel like the brand of the game is supposed to be supplementary to the podcast and not having voice acting kind of seems like a miss but i don't want to you know it's it's not a negative it's just i i feel like it's it was a definitely a crucial part of the experience to have the voice acting. But anyway, I like the story. I think the story is really intelligently written, um, which I guess isn't really too much of a surprise considering Colin Moriarty is quite literally a wordsmith and should definitely be taken seriously when it comes to, um, I guess, matters of storytelling. I think that if he were to write a Mega Man storyline, like I think he's actually pitched a Capcom before, I think that'd be really interesting. Overall, though, um, I really like this game. I spent a good week on it straight. Um, just breaking breaking bricks, breaking balls, breaking bricks. And it was it was a hell of a time. So take everything I said with a grain of salt, of course, just because I do kind of have a bias towards Colin Moriarty. I'm a big fan of his. Um, but uh, I guess, honestly, like, if the game was trash, I would, tr I would, I would say so. And I, I genuinely don't think it's trash. And I think it's worth anybody play. Impossible to pick up on physical, but digital, definitely worth a buy. And the cool part is it's on Vita too. You know, like you can you can of course play it on your PlayStation 4, but if you have a Vita and you wanna 
You want to get some life out of that? This game is awesome on Vita. I don't have it on Vita, but I've seen, you know, I've seen the game, and I can imagine that it's probably pretty cool to play on Vita. So definitely go ahead and pick that up. I think that's everything we got for this round of Reviewed It. This was my review, my audio review, of Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols Adventure. And uh, that's really all I got for you guys. Uh, stay tuned for a little bit after credits roll, and we'll see you next time. All right, welcome to the club. Take care. guys thank you so much for listening to eldar talks games my name is eldar basic and this was the first episode of reviewed it title subject to change but i'm kind of liking reviewed it so yeah um as you guys know i kind of do this sporadically right so sometimes uh for the main eldar talks podcast i'll put out you know either just like a monologue or an interview or something wacky and zany but now i'm gonna just start throwing reviews into the mix and i think that's gonna be really fun not only for me but for you guys you know i imagine that anybody who clicked on this who was a fan of and has played twin breaker is probably like whoa this is super cool so you get a chance to kind of feel like what my actual opinions are of games besides what i'm playing and what my backlog is and just all that good stuff so uh be sure to tune in to me and vaughn's uh next episode of eldar talks games industry it's going to be a fun one we do a monthly show this is kind of supplementary to eldar talks games and yeah, uh, we're on Instagram at Eldar Talks Games, and you can find me just about anywhere at Eldar Basically. So yeah, that's about all I have for the uh, end show. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>